0: hi everybody and welcome back it's krista living sober and we're here for my next episode enjoy Back. it's crystal living sober today we have jay bernard on my podcast he is the ceo and founder of hype recovery coaching he is half of the recovery couple motivational speaker and author and sober dad <laughs> so
1: quite a list
0: any, anything else you'd like to add
1: oh, that's that's a good that's a good enough list for me it <laughs> better than the alternative list that i used to have that's for sure
0: yeah So you have 14 years of sobriety. Awesome.
1: Yeah, February eleventh was uh 14 years of continuous sobriety and clean time. So February eleventh, two thousand and eight, I started this this journey. I'd never got clean and sober, so I didn't even really know what I was getting into. I this is the first time I ever got clean and sober or ever went to get treatment, uh, or or any of the above like that. I mean, obviously I talked to counselors and stuff, but I mean, essentially every person that I talked to, I gained a little bit from, but some of the stuff just uh, didn't gel with me on how I wanted to to be and uh, the person that I wanted to be. So I always felt like it was a counselor. It was like, you know, the the TikTok song, ping pong, ping pong, you know, that's how I always thought with a counselor, right? Is I'd, I'd feel like I'm going ahead and then right back to trauma. And it's like, why do you want to keep me in trauma? I don't want to stay in try. I don't want to stay in the happened, right? Because if I stay in, I'm just going to kill pain, right? I need to get to the now so that I can live in the present. But if you're going to keep me in the happened, well, I'm just going to create excuses and tell you that this is what I'm going to do because I can manipulate. And because I can manipulate, I'm going to tell myself, and then I'm going to allow myself and give myself permission to talk to myself. Well, now I have to kill the toxification. So the only way I know how to do that is through using whatever I use to kill pain and mind altering substances, which is more of everything. For me, uh, that's how that felt on that road uh, before I even decided to go to treatment. I really thought that you just take a bunch of Oxycontins and sleep for four months and then go back to the real world, I guess, is what I had thought. I never, I never thought that you could actually, you know, not use any mind altering substance to have a great life. I, I didn't, I didn't, I actually didn't even know what a great life was because I didn't have a great life. Uh, because I was so chained down by drugs and alcohol and, and, and porn yeah. and sex and food and gambling and, you know, shot just everything. I, I, I'm addicted yeah. to everything. That's my personality. So it's very important to, to share that. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just one thing for me and, yeah. It's, it's a whole bunch of things. And uh, that's why I always say when people ask me, like, you know, what do you identify as? And I say more, because, you know, more really sums up everything. And I don't really want to sit here and label myself as, you know, for the next hour of all the things that I feel are wrong with me. <laughs> I want to focus on the solution, not the problem, right? So I always say I'm addicted to more. And even in recovery, I've, I've been addicted to more success, more you know, more, more women, more, this, more, that, more, how much hours can I work? How, you know, more of everything to be better on myself, which at times has been very unhealthy for me because I never took the right time to, to uh, self-love myself or self-care myself, because I got caught up on how much more success can I get? How much more money can I make? How much more of this can I do? How many more speaking events can I do? How many more podcasts? I should probably do 10 podcasts. How many, right? Just, It's always about more uh, and then justifying that I'm breaking stigma and saving the world. But if I'm not saving myself, I can't really save the world. So I have to really balance what's going on in life. So really, you know, to sum up 14 years of being clean and sober, which truly has been a blink of an eye, it's it's really been learning about balance of love to myself and balance of self-care to myself Mm -hmm. and balance of, you know, how to be a great dad which my daughter never seen me in the state I was in before February 11th, 2008, and, and you know, to be a great uh, boyfriend to Ashley. I mean, today, Ashley and I celebrate two years uh, of being together, the recovery couple, and, uh, you know, when you really find, you know, Ashley's my person, so such a different feeling in the world versus, like, always trying to, I don't know, I don't pick, I don't pick apart Ashley. I don't look for all the bad things in Ashley. I don't, I see all the beauty that Ashley has in this world and what she does and how she does it and what love she brings to me and what love I bring to her and and how we gel together and, and, and everything that we do is fun. Nothing's ever boring. And we never argue or fight or any of that stuff, which is, You know, completely different than what I'm used to doing in in relationships. Like, we don't even live together yet. So, we're really taking it slow in the aspects of learning each other and being with each other, right? Because, oh, I got a girlfriend or, oh, I got a boyfriend and I got to move in with you in the next month. And, you know, but but that's all codependency stuff, right? So, codependency stuff meaning I don't want to be alone. Well, I don't want to be alone because I don't want to look at my stuff, right? I want to be the guy that looks at my stuff. And 14 years really has, has really been a journey of, learning balance right like if you want long-term maintenance in recovery which is 24 hours a day you truly need to master the art of balance and if you aren't balanced you are going to feel and allow permission for toxicity and stress to come in you're going to allow toxicity and so you're allowing this stuff to come in so you're going to allow whatever's going in the world you're going to allow things to manipulate your mind you're gonna start getting false beliefs and, and you're gonna start self-sabotaging yourself on these false beliefs because it's fear, false evidence appearing real. Um, right? Where you gotta you gotta you gotta flip the false evidence appearing real to straight love. And, and once you can get master the art of love, fear really has a hard time coming in. So the majority of us are driven by fear because fear means you don't is the unknown so if you don't know if you if you don't know what's coming next you can't control it so you stay in the happened and because you stay in the happened, you can control what's happened to you or happened to somebody or hold on to it or not let it go or allow it to toxify you and make you feel the way you feel so fear means you don't know what's coming into the future so then you just plan what you think is going to happen and then because you plan and have expectations and those expectations might not hit when you want them to hit now you become really hard on yourself. So living in the day and the present is how truly you become happy. Uh, and that's happiness to me. That is that is true happiness. That's true richness of, of what I have and what I've built and what we, what I've done for 14 years of being a mental health advocate.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I can relate to you so much about like, well, I'm pregnant now. So I get to be a sober mom. So it's nice. very exciting. So she'll never have to see me in my active addiction. And, you know, I met somebody in rehab, but we've been together for more than two years and my person and we're in the recovery together. So I get that, you know, it's, it's good to have that, that love, that support, that, you know, understanding of each other without, you know, alcohol or drugs or anything getting in the way. It's like more open and honest
1: yeah, 100% more open and honest and, and um, you know, Ashley knows that recovery comes first. So mm-hmm. my recovery comes first and Ashley's recovery yeah. comes first. So it, if, if Ashley and I don't have recovery, don't have each other. So oh, yeah, I yeah. never put emphasis on the relationship. Because if we don't have each other as in ourselves, we don't have the relationship. So mm-hmm. that's the difference between being with women that aren't in recovery versus women that are and I, this is only the second one I've ever been with in recovery. I've always dated women outside of the program for for various reasons of not wanting to get completely honest. But um at the end of the day, if I'm not taking care of me and she's not taking care of her on however way she needs to take care of her, we're just going to live on a codependency level and we're just going to wait for one of us to 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 mess up, whatever mess up means and and then play the blame game, right? So uh that's not what we do. The understanding of when I met Ashley at five months clean and sober and I was 12 months, Uh, 12 years, I should say uh, was Ashley recovery always comes first in my life, no matter what my recovery comes ahead of everything. As selfish as that sounds, it has to be that way in order for me to have the life I have today. And for you to have the life that you're looking for and wanting because you attracted to me because of the things that I have, this is what you have to do so you have to put your recovery first i have to put my recovery first and through that we can have each other if we don't do that we will not have each other i don't want to live on a codependency level here we're not we're not codependent on each other you need to learn how to live just like i've learned how to live i don't i don't need you to think that you need need me in your life you can have me in your life yeah
0: fine.
1: so all these things right that um a lot of us don't really understand because we've never even taught you know, maybe programs and places we go don't really teach us those things. Um, And, and, you know, that was the big push for, uh, you know, Hype Recovery and launching Hype Recovery. Like, you know, Hype Recovery, this right here has been an 11 year journey for me, um, you know, to get to the point of, of being an author, getting to the point of creating a program and opportunity for people to go through in a different angle creating another option for people to know that one, one, you know, one shoot is not fit all. So you don't have to do it a certain way. If you have been doing it a certain way, there's other ways to do it. If you feel you're missing something or it's not working for you, it's okay to say, this is not working for you. I want to try something new. And this is what I went through, through year one, year one, I worked AA in the 12 steps Year two, I worked NA in the 12 steps and coming into year three, I felt like I was missing something. And it was okay for me to say that for me because it's my recovery. I, I don't own anything. I don't owe anything to anybody. I owe it to myself. So I, I don't owe why I'm doing what I'm doing to anybody but myself. Right? So I decided to go into coaching and I got a relationship coach because I didn't understand what a relationship with was with, with myself and the programs and the material and the steps that I was working at the time never really taught me how to have a relationship with myself. And and when I mean self, you know, I could not sit with myself, I could not go for a walk with myself, I could not go on the boat. I was so compulsively obsessed inside my mind which is addiction. So yeah. addiction and alcoholism is compulsively and obsessive thinking before you actually go out and get what you want. So I was missing life. So I had already missed life for 20 years. Here I am, you know, going into year three. And I'm not saying I missed life, but I was missing a big part of life. Uh, I had got some new things into my life and I started seeing some new things out of new eyes, but I was still missing the big picture of what life is and what life had to offer for me because I wasn't I wasn't taught different things that I needed in my life. <laughs> so I, I decided to, to step outside the mold of the traditional way uh, which is basically trailblazing, and and uh, you know even 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 thirteen years ago, you know I was getting shamed about why did I step out? Why do you do this? Right? I was getting shamed and and told that you know recovery is free, and and why are you paying for your recovery? And, and yeah, you know, and me I never really understood that. Like I didn't understand when somebody said to me recovery is free because. I'd spent millions of dollars to get that seat at AA. And I never saw a check made out to Jay Barnard in that basket that went around giving me all the money I spent in my active using. So I basically said, you know, if you want to give me a check back for all my active use, I will then tell you that my recovery is free. But judging by the basket, I don't think there's 10 million in it. My recovery is not free. And that's the misconception. Yes, we give what we have away to other people so that they can get it. That does not mean that your recovery is free. And whatever you do for your recovery, if that means you go to uh, coaching or you go to a psychiatrist or you go to a counselor, all these people are getting paid to help you. (laughs) And either the government is sending you through these places on the money. So it's not so, you know, I, I, I put interest in. So that's how I looked at it. I put interest into myself as in I put money in, when I got a relationship, I was inspiring myself through interest to inspire others, which is the investment in myself, right? So I was putting interest and investment into myself with my own money to figure out the another another level of what recovery was in order to figure out who Jay was. I'll tell you it was it was a it was a it was a, it was a turning point for me in 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 my shift in my paradigm in my mind, Mm -hmm. and how I how I viewed and looked at things differently. And how I was able to, to understand and start building hyper recovery coaching in in year three, I didn't even call it that then it was called help my personal effort, because I needed to help my personal effort before I could go help Mm -hmm. anybody else. Like, I, I, you know, I I cannot go help other people if I'm not helping myself. Because eventually what happens is, I get too caught up in helping other people. And then I find myself in a mental relapse, right? Cause relapse, the end result is using, that's another miss. Another miss in the world is when you talk to people, they'll say, what's relapse? Well, I use, no, that's the end result. The first set of relapse is the mental side of things. So you have a mental relapse, which then basically means you have allowed and gave permission to toxicity to come and toxify your world. Or you've lived in the happened, and you're staying in the happened, and you can't let go of what's happened in the happened. And a lot of us have gone through a lot of dramatic things. But if we're not willing to let go, forgive, and accept what has happened, we can never get to the present now. So we can't, we're stuck. So we're always going to go back to that, right? So Like, I had to go back. Like, there I am right there. I'm five years old. That's the last Mm -hmm. time I remember being happy. I'm Jay Corey right there. I'm Jay Barnard. I had an identity, Chris. I didn't even know who I was. I had to go pick this kid up at the hockey arena down the street and bring him on this journey, or else I would not be on this journey. He's sitting there waiting for me to come on this journey. Jay, I love you. Jay, where are you? Why haven't you come and got me? Right? I had to pick him up, bring him on the Mm -hmm. journey so that I would feel full and that I knew that I was Jay Barnard. I didn't know who I was. And because I didn't know who I was, I manipulated everything I could possibly manipulate because I didn't know who I was.
0: How was your family dynamic growing up?
1: So uh, I had a very loving, caring mother. My father was an addict and alcoholic. My grandmother was uh, an alcoholic. Uh, My uncle was the president of of a gang. Um, So obviously it was always all around me, but at the end of the day, I had the choice to do what I did. Uh, You know, so I, I personally picked up what I picked up to kill pain. I personally went where I went and picked up, right? So it's not like anybody held it to me and said you had to do it. It's not like, you know, when I'm breaking into my father's room to watch porn, my father didn't hold my hand to that and then getting lost inside of the porn and then making every single relationship dysfunctional because of what I was watching at a young age, right? So choices, right so a lot of us you know we're born a lot of us were brought up in it or born with it or or possibly you know as a baby growing in in the in the mother's stomach maybe the addiction still ran wild so yeah, that maybe some idea, of us yeah. yeah so maybe some of us had had that exposed to us even while we were growing right and you know for me in my recovery it was a choice right like my mom never drank or used to a certain extent. She'd have a drink at Christmas or whatever, right? But but at the end of the day, I made the choice because I didn't have a father role model in my life. He disowned me. Uh, you know, I got a name change. So from Jay Cord to Jay Barnard, you know, my grandfather raised me. And there's just multiple moves and dysfunction and drama and chaos. And, you know, basically... In the 80s, you know, you just kept everything to yourself. Like divorce was taboo. You know, it's something you didn't talk about. You know, you didn't talk about your feelings. You didn't talk about your mental health. You didn't talk about your mental illness. You didn't talk about what you're going through. You didn't talk about your pain. You didn't talk about why you're scared. You didn't talk about why you have fear. You didn't talk about that you cried for an hour to go to bed because you didn't know why. You didn't talk about that stuff. Right. So I just carried it all because I carried it all, I tried looking for places to kill whatever I was feeling because it was just compounded interest of pain and not knowing how to deal with it, not having an avenue to talk about it, not having a support system mechanism in place to do it, right? Including, you Mm -hmm. know, my family, you know, they did the best they could, you know, my mother held a lot of guilt and shame around divorce. So, you know, that, that was a very codependent relationship with me and my mom. And you know how I I'm, I manipulated her, and, and you know she would just feed me, and you know my mom was sitting there watching me die, and I just kept manipulating. Her. So if I if I look at the big picture of things, right, the end of the day, I was a guy that picked up everything to kill whatever I was I wanted to kill. I made a choice. Uh, was it the right choice or the wrong choice? Who knows? Did I have the right tools in place or the right support in place? No. Did I have an avenue where I was able to to talk or be open? No, because I never heard this stuff in the 80s about people talking about all the things that they went through and how you should be, you know, recover out loud and you should talk about your stuff and you should be proud about what you went through because it made you to where you are today and the person you are today. And, and, you know, so because of that, I wouldn't feel alone. I didn't Mm -hmm. hear that in the 80s. I hear that now. So if I share my story enough, not only am I going to save myself, so sharing saves lives, chances are somebody at home somewhere, is going to hear their story through you, which then allows them not to feel alone. So once you don't feel alone, now you feel open enough to maybe start sharing with somebody or talking about mm-hmm. it or reaching out, right? So that's the process of recovery. However that may be, a lot of us just feel we're alone. So everything that we have gone through, nobody else in this world of a, a 10 billion people, I don't even know how many people are in the world, have never gone through what mm-hmm. I've gone through because that's a false belief, which is you know, fear. Right. So I don't want to tell you what I'm going through because you're going to shame me, guilt me, make fun of me, all that stuff, which isn't true. You know, I, I want you to open up and talk to me and 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 feel comfortable with me so that we can start helping you. So we can start helping your personal effort and help you make you become a better person for you. You deserve that. That's what you deserve. You deserve to be a better person. You deserve to have what you want. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to have love. You deserve to be in love. You deserve to be in love, you be in love with yourself. Yeah.
0: So. Uh do you believe that although we do have choices that somewhere along the way, it like, it does become like not a choice, if that makes sense. Like, um, like
1: the, well, I, I guess, I guess like at the end of the day, it just becomes a, you know, a, I had to live to use to use to live because the pain was so bad. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the reason I continue to use is because I keep running. Yeah. Right. So it, is it a choice or not a choice? Well, I keep going back to picking it up yeah so i have the choice every single day to say yes or no Mm -hmm. do i know how to say yes or no no Mm -hmm. how do i get there i don't know so Mm -hmm. sometimes i have to hit a rock bottom everybody's rock bottom is different so however your rock bottom is or whatever that rock bottom looks like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that is what's going to get you to the help that you need to help yourself is Mm -hmm. it a choice is it not a choice i don't know i know i made choices so for my recovery and how i lived my life I had a choice every single day and how I decided to use that choice in those 24 hours is what the outcome of the day was. That's my recovery. Maybe somebody else didn't have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they were born, you know, like their mother was using through the whole pregnancy and they had a dependency issue on it. Okay, well, then that obviously is not a choice and you just got driven to it. But at some point in life, you have to understand that now it is becoming a choice. Mm
0: -hmm. That's interesting because I was born addicted to crack cocaine, but um, I got adopted and like, there were no, not really any alcohol or drugs in my adopted family, but then, you know, I did make the choice to use knowing that I could have gotten addicted to whatever it may be. And
1: So that that's what happened in year three, right? Is that's what I was missing. I was missing in 2010 going into 2011, I was missing what, this is we deal with right because right. i had the issues right here i was dealing with stuff right here i wasn't at, i wasn't drinking or using then. but i had problems then
0: yeah
1: thinking thoughts patterns triggers series of events and boundaries i did not you know anything that happened to me at five years old did i allow that to happen to me no i didn't know any different but in order to heal mm-hmm. i must get to a point where i can allow and give myself permission to forgive and accept If I don't get to that level, then I have resentments resentments and reservations. Mm -hmm. To me, resentments and reservations stand for royal Reserve whiskey. So the reason it stands for royal reserve whiskey is because if I have a reservation or a resentment, that is where I'm going to go. I'm going to find a way to make an excuse because I can't let go of something because of the, believe me, I've been through a lot of stuff. But in order to get to where I am today, I've had to swallow a whole bunch of pride, and allow myself to let go and believe in the process of loving myself in order to be the person I am today. I can't live in the happened. Well, I can't live in 1988 when my life was completely dysfunctional at the age of eight years old in 2022. I can't because I'm going right. to get the same result. I'm going to get the same result as running. I need to kill this pain. We're talking, this is over 20 years ago. Why am I allowing something 20 years ago to control what's happened to me in the present? I can't. I need to work through it. I need to get to a point of allowing myself and giving myself permission. That's why I'm excited to say that the program that I built 11 years ago and the things that I went through coaching with, with the relationship coach and then I went to sober coaching at the end of year four or year three uh for four months so once again interest investment going into year four i uh i moved to fort mcmurray and became a celebrity chef and for that whole entire year that whole hundred three hundred sixty five 365 days I worked what I thought I was missing, which I identified with 15 things, which is the whole entire hype recovery series, the first part of our series. So there's the journey to 30, the journey to 90, and the journey to 180. So the journey to 30 is six sessions, the journey to 90, six sessions, and then the journey to 180 is three sessions, which consists of three months. But I identified with 15 things that I was missing that I didn't get out of previous places that I had tried. So I took what I knew from the previous places I tried brought what was working with me forward, put into new stuff because I need to be bringing new stuff in all the time to keep my mental awareness, my mental Mm heightness, my mental growth, my mental everything to move forward and started creating and help my personal effort, which then eventually in year five, I started being a motivational speaker and I started sharing about what I have found to give me this life I have because they kept asking me in year 4 what are you doing what are you doing and I kept saying I'm working on myself I'm working on myself right I didn't want to tell anybody what I was doing because I didn't go to meetings I didn't I stopped going to AA and I stopped going to NA I haven't gone I went to one AA meeting uh I don't know about 3 years ago to give a guy a one year chip mm-hmm. I've not gone to meetings in 7 or 8 years I don't I don't go to meetings court meetings I support NA I support all that stuff it was there for me in the beginning I wanted more out of life than that And I created what I created in my recovery because I own my recovery. I'm allowed to own my recovery. I'm allowed to do what I want to do for my recovery. Nobody tells me how to do my recovery. So I got to do this for me and I have to find what works for me. And if those rooms and that stuff works, that's amazing. And I support that. I love that because that's where it started for me. But I needed to get out of the mess into the message. So what's interesting about message is the first four letters stand for mess a lot of us stay in the mess not in the message so the mess meaning the happened right so if we're going to constantly share about our cocaine or crack use or whatever the heck it is we're always going to think that i'll tell you today i am not i'm not using drugs and i'm not an alcoholic i'm not drinking so why would i talk about that today I'm not i'm not that person today Not that person today, but if I want to be in the happened, I will talk about, I smoke crack all day long, I put needles in my arm, I drank lots of booze. But if I'm not that person today, why would I constantly share about that? So to me, that's the mess. I need to be sharing about the message. The message is hope. The message is strength. The message is courage how did you get to where you are what are you doing today to combat all these things how are you getting what you have in your life what's your mental awareness like where's your mental peak at what do you talk about how do you have the positive affirmations in your life who do you have in your corner what's going on that's what i talk about that's called the solution mess equals problem message equals solution right a lot of people don't understand that so a lot of times you're going to hear mess so you're going to hear about people just sharing nonstop about the mess. So where do you think their mental state is going to be? Stuck in, in the bed. mess, yeah. which is the problem, which is the mental relapse, which is allowing toxicity to come in, toxification to come in. You are allowing and giving that stuff to come in, not allowing to let it go, right? So if yeah. you're going to stick inside of that, you're going to stick inside of the mental Ill- the mental relapse side of things, which then just brings in all the negative talk. That's so I'm true. worthless, I suck, I'm a bag of shit. I'm never gonna be anybody, I'm not gonna do this, I don't have this, I won't have this, I'll never be happy, My, la- I will never get a job. I'm in re- abusive relationships, I'm in this, I'm in that. At the end of the day, what are you doing for yourself? Right. The end of the day, and this is what I asked myself at year four when I worked this, what am I, Jay Barnard, doing for myself, in order to have recovery like I want recovery. Everybody's recovery looks different. That's why one one shoe does not fit all. And I always share, if you're wearing the same pair of shoes for years on end, you're gonna get blisters on your feet. So you're gonna go buy a new pair of shoes. So if something isn't working for you, chances are you should, You know, I would suggest, to try something new so that maybe that might work for you. Because the key that unlocks recovery is always growing. You have to always be growing. You have to always be changing. You have to always be evolving. You have to always be moving forward in a positive direction. You always gotta be setting goals and, and hitting those goals. And if you don't hit those goals, reset the goals and hit the goals. Right? If you're living back here, you can't get to now. It's really difficult to get to now.
0: Yeah, that's true. I remember um being an na and aa and just like kind of new in recovery but it always bugged me that like we would always like talk about like the past and like dwell on like what we did wrong and all that so
1: well I, a lot of times yeah, like, and recovery. that's okay, yeah, but this, okay but that's like, what i'm saying you got to look at the word message
0: right yeah look at
1: the word message
0: yeah a
1: lot of the times in there they're sharing the mess which is the four yeah. letters at the beginning of message
0: mm-hmm.
1: right so I want to share the message, which equals solution. Mm-hmm. I don't want to share the mess that equals problem. Yes, I want to share about where I was and what I was yeah. doing, but I'm not going to share about that through a whole podcast. Not happening. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I don't need well, to. Right. We all need, we all know what the mess is. Everybody's mess is different, but at the end of the day, we always get the same result, which is insanity repeating the same mistake over and over again, expecting different results, always getting the same result, manipulating ourselves to think that we didn't get the same results. So we're going to try this differently this way. We're not going to use this. We're going to use this. But we always get the same result, which is killing ourselves slowly or fast, however that approach goes. So if you don't really have a good understanding of what's going on in the world and what's really happening, right? Through your thinking, thoughts, patterns, triggers, series of events and boundaries, go ask people, go ask people what boundaries are. Mm Nobody knows what a boundary is. I think it, you know some of them will say a football line. That is true. What is a healthy boundary for yourself? What is a healthy boundary that you put up for yourself?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so if, if I am sharing about the mess, is that a healthy boundary for my mental state? No. No, that is a negative boundary for my mental state. So my mental well-being is always going to be stuck in the how I used, when I used, where I used. That is addiction. That is alcoholism. The biggest high and drunk for us is, when do we get it? How do we get it? Where do we get it? Then when you get it, it doesn't feel the same because now you're chasing it. Mm. Right? So boundaries, and this is why I'm so excited about hyper recovery coaching Mm. and what we've done. And like I said, working it, (laughs) this has been an 11-year journey. So, you know, year four, that whole year, that whole year, 365 days, I did these 15 these 15 things I identified, day, I still do to this day. Every single day, I work this thing every single day. I'm evolving every single day. I'm growing every single day. I'm becoming a better human being every single day. A better father, a better boyfriend, a better son. a better. I'm a better person all around every single day because I know that I have to be growing in order to be better. And before I go to the cosmos upstairs, I want to be the best version of me. Right, I don't want to be the worst version of me because I already know what the worst version is. Mm-hmm. I want to be evolving and being the best version of me. So when I do to the, go to the cosmos upstairs, I'm entering as the person that I was supposed to be. Right. So you know, going into year five, started sharing all about uh, this on on the on the uh, motivational circuit and speaking and talking about thinking thoughts patterns trigger series of events and boundaries. They were like you know what's going on. And, and, you know, it was different lingo. So you got to think, right. So then from there up until August 21st or August, 2021, that's what I did. I went and helped thousands of people across the world. I just, it was all here. I never actually had the physical roadmap, the physical compass, the physical journey, the physical books, the, the credibility of being an author. I didn't have that. I wanted to get there. Just didn't know when I was going to get there because it's not on my time. It's on somebody else's time. So I just got to do the footwork and whatever happens, happens. So I had a previous business that I had for five years in the pandemic. I had to close it due to the pandemic and lost all kinds of money. And I I just said to Ashley, I said, I think it's time to bring hype to the world, you know, become a coach in that realm of, you know, alcoholism, drug addiction, anxiety, depression, suicide, all of the above and teach people what I have done to have the recovery I have today uh, and how I do it every single day and through a roadmap of building a team so we built a team you know there's five coaches there's you know we're 73 plus years one of my coaches mm-hmm. uh, five days ago just celebrated 36 years of continuous sobriety mm-hmm. and clean time um, so we have a team of, of 73 plus years of continuous sobriety on the 18th so as of tomorrow we'll be you know alive for 120 days, four months, that hyper recovery coaching has been out there. And basically what happened is we took all of what was here and then also what was in everybody else's mind and how they got their recovery and put it all down into, I said, you know, I got this great idea, the journey to 30, the journey to 90, and the journey to 180. It's the hyper recovery series with the journey journal, which I journal every single day. There's four ways that I journal. I said, the journey to 30 is gonna be a six week program journey to 90 is going to be a 12 week program and the 180 is going to be a 24 week program. Uh, well why are you calling it the journey to 30? That's like 30 days. Well no because the misconception is I go to I go to treatment for 30 days which is a spin dry program. So you go in, spin out, head here society. Yeah, you know, I always noticed that the extra two weeks that you get so 42 days versus 30, people tend to hold on to things longer in that period of time. We created an ebook first and uh started delivering it to the world and and via the ebook i was able to actually touch the world as long as the person had a a device meaning a cell phone a computer or a tablet and they had zoom on there because then they were able to get in on a discovery call with me which is a 30 minute free call on our website uh zoom call where we discover you we discover where you're at what you want where do you want to go what has happened and we find out if you feel Hype Recovery Coaching is for you. Uh, this has nothing to do with me telling you if Hype Recovery Coaching is for you. You tell me if it's for you. And if it's for you, we're going to start working out with you. Um, and if, if if people say, no, I, I'm totally okay with that because there's other ways to get recovery. There's other ways to do things. So I'm still going to love you and care about you and cheer you on and, and, and do everything that I do on the daily basis. Uh hyper recovery coaching is just another opportunity, another option for uh, people that are struggling to, to have. So we launched that two days before my 5,000 days of being clean and sober. So my goal was to launch on October 18th, which was two days. The 20th was my 5,000 days of being clean and sober, which we did. And about a month later, we had the actual physical books. So we have the actual physical books of the Journey Journal and the Journey to 30 published and ready to go up on Amazon. So even if you're not looking for a Hype Recovery Coach, you can uh, get our material that we go through uh, on Amazon. So if you just type in hypercovery Recovery in Amazon in the books, you're going to see our books up there. Uh, our, our supplement Journey to 90 Extra Six Sessions is going to be up there this week. So we're going to have a third book. The 180 uh, supplement will be probably up in the next three months. Um, so we'll have the whole entire recovery series up uh probably by june uh, but we are running with the journey of 30 and the journey to 90 right now we do have clients in all across the world so you know people from australia and uk and the us and canada and are taking advantage of what we have to offer it's it's really exciting that i've also as a mental health advocate uh really wanted to break the barriers and the red tape when it comes to government and 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 you know, speaking loudly about uh, the lived experience people and how we have just, mu- just as much knowledge and experience, if not more than, say, a person that goes through school for seven years. Uh, we have a different relatable experience that relates to to what people are going through, which allows them to feel comfortable versus, say, a book person that might not necessarily know what, you know, on the ground is with a needle out of your arm or a pipe out of your mouth or a bottle in your hand. So I'm really working hard at... Uh, bringing the barriers down and creating opportunity inside the government for uh, lived experience people. Uh, because I feel we deserve a, a spot in society. I, I feel we deserve a spot and should be treated just like a counselor, just like a therapist, just like, a, you know, all those people that help with mental health. Uh, I feel we deserve a spot. I feel we should be looked at the same way. Um, you know, if you have some serious time ahead of yourself and, and you're working, you know, and you've been doing this for a long time and and you know your life is what your life is you know if you live eat breathe it you're going to have it you should be given that opportunity and there should be an opportunity so i I am excited to say that i have been humbling the the canadian government and being very vocal about that and, and wanting to to partner up with jails and institutions with our programming to go in and, and teach inmates because I would have loved to, to have a program or something in place that could help me all the times I went through jail. Even when I asked for help, there was no help. So, you know, just planting the seed with the inmates inside of jail and you know, planting the seed with perhaps places like here in Ontario, it's called Ontario works, right? So, you know, they're mandated for, for money, housing, work and such, but there's no real, aspect of help when it comes to the mental health side of things or addiction side of things. And, and I want to have that opportunity to work with their clients and give them a base if they're looking for it. You know, also inside of the hospitals and institutions, uh, being able to come in and help on that level of things with people that are asking for help and might nece- not necessarily get it because of the way the world is today. So the- we do understand that there's a long wait list for people and these people are dying on these wait lists because there is no access to help or there isn't help form in forms of treatment or counselors or therapists because they're all tapped out. So hyper recovery coaching has the opportunity to, to do these things. We can work with people that are waiting to get into treatment centers, the pre-treatment to the treatment and working with treatment centers to bring our program and sessions into the treatment centers, not to change what they're doing, but to enhance what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. To just give them another tool, give them another source of resource through a lived experience guy that has done mm-hmm for so long Um, and and I'm just I'm extremely proud that 11 years I I stepped outside the box I got shamed I got beat up I got bashed about what I was doing Um, which didn't matter to me because people are where people are I, I can't change people I can only change myself and through changing myself that gives hope to other people So, I never looked at it as I was getting shamed upon or bashed or anything like that. I just ejected myself from the situation of the negativity and kept moving forward in a positive direction with what worked for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, just being proud to deliver an opportunity in a different form through the lived experience people. I mean, I'm excited too. We partnered up with Firebox Glass at Ottawa, Ontario, Uh, Simone and Susan. uh, When you go through our journey to 30, we actually send you a journey bracelet that consists Mm -hmm. of handmade beads. Uh, Susan is a person that's visually impaired and personal autism, and I've always Mm -hmm. wanted to do work with that community, uh, just because there's such beautiful people in the art that they do like Susan and Simone handcraft Mm -hmm. these beads. Every single bead has a color, which is Mm -hmm. distinguished to the uh, sessions that we're doing in our programs. Um, And then the 90 is a necklace, which is downstairs. So you have a necklace and then the 180 is a bracelet Mm -hmm. and the necklace. Uh, but the whole thing is, is like I've had this on my wrist since August, and I look at it all the time, thinking thoughts, patterns, triggers, series, events, boundaries, right? So, yes, it's cool to hold a 14-year medallion, but you know, the 14-year medallion really just—I look at that and go, okay, 14 years. When I look at every single one of these, I go, okay, I got to work on my thinking thoughts, patterns, triggers, series, events, boundaries. What does that look like for me today, and how can I better myself through that, knowing that I need to have a mental well-being in order to have a maintenance and recovery mm-hmm. um and if i don't have a mental well-being and i continuously live in the mess versus the message right I always remember the first four mm-hmm. letters of message is mess which will equal problem but if i stay mm-hmm. in the message i'll stay in the solution which will give me new tools to have in this amazing life that we all deserve
0: i love that on it that's just a whole new way of thinking for me actually yeah
1: Yeah. and you know so what happens is you basically get on a discovery call www.hypercoverycoach.com you book the discovery call it hops up hop in there you book a call with me we go like i said we go through where you're at what you're doing and what do you want from us and if it works for you that's great i send you an invoice you pay and we work with you for six weeks twelve weeks Mm-hmm. uh whatever so program,
0: at um, any stage every absolutely you can you be are. still
1: you can still be using i work with people that are still using i work with people that are in early sobriety sober curious i work with people that have long-term recovery so i have a couple guys one guy's uh five years another guys 10 years another guys 12 years right they just want to change the way they want to add new tools they understand right it's just a whole different approach to things um also like i said so www.hypercoverycoach.com that's where you're going to get that you're also going to see the whole entire story of me you're gonna see the whole entire story ashley i've been out there for a long time so if you google just chef recovery or Jay barnard or freshwater cuisine or any one of the things that i have done you're going to see the real guy pop up or you can go to amazon if you just want to use our material at home not everybody wants a coach which is cool with me and i understand that uh, if you want our material and, and work our material from the comfort of your own home, uh, at your own leisure, you can go to Amazon and buy the material there. It's it's all there. But What I love most is maybe you're a person that doesn't want to lose your job, doesn't want to lose your family, can't really leave, right? but you're looking for that help, you don't know where to get that help, you're kind of stuck, you don't know what to do. That's where Hype Recovery Coaching comes in because we meet you once a week for an hour on Zoom. You get my cell phone number for support the whole entire time that you're on the journey with us. Uh, and we work through the programs and sessions, so it's not like you have to leave your environment to do it, right? So, if you are a person that's waiting to get into treatment, you know we like to work with those people also. Uh, Ashley and I have the Pink Nation swag, so we have Recovery Couple swag. Uh, we also have the shop with the hyper Recovery uh, swag there, with 100 percent of the profits going towards building our dream, which is is a wellness center here here in Kenora, Ontario, Canada. Because we really don't have anything besides a detox center and what we're doing today, so uh, we want to build a. a a wellness center here hyper recovery wellness center and we want to branch off and have more wellness centers all across the world driven by what we do we have a pay it forward program to date we've paid forward 77 copies of our a journey to 30 ebook so on www.hypercoverycoach.com if you scroll down we actually have the ebook that you can buy and what we've been doing is we've been paying it forward to people that can't access it can't afford it or can't um, get it and I go onto TikTok, and I go find people that have uh, all various times. So it's not just uh, early recovery. I've sent this to people that got ten years. Uh, the whole fact of the matter is, is we're paying it forward to people that can't access it, and uh, we send we send them the ebook so they have it. We've paid forward seventy seven copies since October eighteenth, twenty twenty one. I set a goal of five hundred copies by October eighteenth, twenty twenty two, which would mean hypercovery Recovery Coaching would be one year old. So I'm happy to say we're almost at 100 copies paid forward in four months. That's pretty amazing, all that stuff. So we've we've paid forward another 70 copies of the paperback book. Uh, We've paid forward over 150 pieces of swag, uh, Pink Nation swag to people, uh, just to give them hope, give them love, give them uh, support, let them know that they're not alone. Um, and something just about giving something to somebody that doesn't expect to come and really puts a smile on the heart on both sides of things. So they know that, wow, somebody really does care about me. Uh, so I'm super proud to to say that we do have this pay it forward program going and people are taking advantage of it uh, at you know four months. Uh, like realistically, yes, I've been doing this for 11 years, but realistically it it's only been alive in a business form for the last four months. So it's really exciting that people believe we have clients that have that are in with us right now uh, that are getting the results that i talk about
0: (laughs) that's awesome that's so amazing like all that you do for other and
1: i think uh starting next week we're going to have a pay it forward program for it's called uh project type recovery so that's the wellness center but in the interim because i have a five-year goal to get the first wellness center up but in the interim we're going to have a pay it forward Uh, you pay it forward 50 bucks and we send you a free t-shirt which says project type recovery on it and the balance of the profits go into a pool until the pool gets accumulated and then we put people through the programs and sessions that might not necessarily be able to afford it you get more value out of what we charge i'll put it that way we're also going to be doing i'm sure you you already know about this but the sober app just launched so if you're looking for an app that's a rolodex of information you're going to find hype recovery coaching on there you're going to find the recovery couple on there you're going to find a chef recovery hype on there so you know it's a real big opportunity for people in the recovery community to have an app that has a rolodex of everything you're looking for in one spot. So. I'm proud that uh, I collaborated with Curtis and Danny. They're amazing people doing amazing things um, out there in Cali, and uh, I'm I'm really fortunate that uh, they put that together. Just a lot of amazing things going on in the recovery world, uh, and I'm just grateful that uh, I've been given the opportunity to be a part of a lot of it. And yeah, yeah,
0: that is awesome.
1: <laughs> At the end of the day, it's really what you want in life, right? And and what you're looking for, and and. Uh, it's just exciting that in 2022, we're, we have some new options, right? And so if you are looking, if you are struggling, if you are sober curious, if you are early in recovery, if you are long-term in recovery, or if you're just a person or you're a family member that has somebody struggling, say you're a mom or father, and, and you, you can't get your son or your daughter into somewhere and you're looking to get them somewhere, or you can't afford to get them into somewhere, you know, check out www.hypercoverycoach.com and get yourself a free discovery call so we can talk about that and see if we can help. Uh, in that avenue and that's the most important thing is just bringing awareness around that there's a whole nother way to do this and there's a whole nother aspect from a lived experience side of things to do this and the results that that are coming are just phenomenal and I mean, I've seen the results of myself for the last you know 11 years of working this Ashley's been doing this since I met her at five months mm-hmm. completely different person uh, from when I first met her uh, thousands of people across the world nine clients in right now in the last four months that are getting massive results. Some, yes, still Mm -hmm. struggling. So the truth is you're still going to struggle, but you know, we're there for you and we never give up on Mm -hmm. you. So um, at the end of the day, you know that you have a safe place and a safe home uh, with hype recovery coaching and uh, what we do, uh, you know, and we we welcome you into our family and we'd love to, to help you get you to where you want to go. And that's what hype stands for help your personal effort. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And how do you Mm want to get there? Uh, and we're gonna show you the tools that we use to get you there. And uh, let's get you there.
0: Thank you for coming on my podcast. And
1: awesome. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta tell me to speak and I just speak.
0: <laughs> I love that though. But yeah, <laughs> if anybody is interested in doing this program, you can find it on the website Hype Recovery Coaching.
1: Yeah, you can go to www.hypercoverycoach.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Hypercovery Coaching. You can find me on Facebook, Hypercovery. You can find me on TikTok, Chef Recovery Hype. You can find me on LinkedIn, Hypercovery Coaching. You can find me on Clapper, Hypercovery. You can find me on every single social media site. I'm not a hard guy to find. I'm easy to talk to, and we welcome you into our family because we just love everybody. So.
0: All righty. Well, you heard it here. All right well thank you so much
1: you're welcome you have a great day eh?
0: bye thank you
1: bye now